Kate Mila Falcia, and you're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland show. You're listening to Series 1, Episode 7. Hello, and you are very welcome to this week's Letter from Ireland show. I'm Mike Collins. And I'm Karina, and it's great to have you with us here today. Now, today we're actually going to be looking at focusing on the women, and particularly very strong women. Uh, These women have come to notice because they have been doing some things that were most unusual at their time that they lived So uh, Mike has penned some fantastic letters around these ladies. Mike, would you like to say a little bit about them before I begin the first letter? Yeah, I think the first thing to say is uh, the two letters actually have a few things in common. Uh, One is they're actually from the west of Ireland and set in the west of Ireland for the most part, uh, very much in what we call the Connacht region. And uh, the second thing is the fact that uh, each letter features, I suppose, as you say, kind of a, a woman of old, as in a woman of uh, myth in the first case, and actually just from a few hundred years ago in the second case. And each of those people is linked to, uh, I suppose, kind of a, a more present uh, lady. And basically, we were prompted in both of these letters by inquiries and questions from our readers' letters. So we'll actually talk about that a little as well. So, Karina, you're going to be reading the uh, first letter, I believe. And uh, what's it about, if you could tell us? So the first letter is about a very important lady in Irish mythology, and her name was Queen Maeve. And its title is, Are You Related to the Queen of Connacht? Cade Mila Foyle to everybody, and welcome once again to your letter from Ireland. Well, we're galloping into the new year here in County Cork. The weather is mild enough, and there's even a stretch in the evenings. How are things in your part of the world? I'm back on a glass of water from the well as we chat, but I do hope you'll have a cup of whatever you fancy and join me for today's letter. Last week, we asked you to share some stories from your family history, and we got a lot of very interesting replies. One of the stories that came our way was from Heather and Tom Reynolds. Their letter contained many fascinating ancestral anecdotes but one in particular caught our eye. It was a story about their ancestor, Helen Reynolds. You see, that surname suggested straight away to Mike that she may have been a direct descendant of a very particular strong woman of ancient Ireland. And that woman was none other than Queen Maeve of Connacht. In one of our letters, Mike mentioned the long puck competition held in our parish over Christmas. And he tied this to a mythical character of Irish folklore, Cú Cullen. Perhaps you've heard of him before. He was a hero of Ulster and he assumed his name, the Hound of Cullen, when he honourably replaced Cullen's guard dog after accidentally killing him. By the way, the long puck competition here involves a slitter, which is a little ball, a hard one at that, and a hurley. And the competition is to see who can hit that slitter the longest distance. And it's played actually over along the roads. Now, at the time of the story of Coo Cullen took place, the two strongest provinces in Ireland were Ulster to the north and Connacht to the west. And both were constantly at war with one another. The ruler of Ulster was Conor MacNassa, 
while the ruler of Connacht was one Queen Maeve. Now, what we know of Queen Maeve and Connor and Cúchulain mostly comes from old Irish mythical stories such as the Cattle Raid of Cooley. Queen Maeve had her base in Crookan in modern County Roscommon, and she is reputed to have led her army into battles many times from the front while riding in her chariot. On the other side was the hero of Ulster, Cúchulain. Maeve is reputed to have had many husbands, lovers and children. However, we also learn that she had three main criteria for all relationships. The man should be without fear, meanness or jealousy. And the final one, lack of jealousy, was the most important to her. My guess is that she had to look far and wide. According to the stories, Maeve lived a long and eventful life and is buried on the top of Knockara, just outside the modern town of Sligo. She is placed upright to defiantly face her enemies in Ulster. This reputed final resting spot is a lovely place and well worth the hike up from the town for the views alone. Maybe you have been already. A descendant of Queen Maeve. It was 1883 in Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario, and Helen Reynolds was feeling some of this jealousy of men for herself. Do you remember I introduced Helen at the beginning of this letter? She was the ancestor of our readers Heather and Tom Reynolds. Now, Helen's grandmother was a widow and she arrived in Canada with six small children about 1841. Helen's father, John, was one of these small children. The family came originally from County Leitrim, within the boundaries of Queen Maeve's ancient kingdom of Connacht. But let's have a closer look at their Irish surname. The surname Reynolds comes from the Irish Machragnall. The Machragnalls were chiefs of the Winter Olus people, who were based in the south of County Leitrim for many centuries. In turn, the Winter Olus were part of the larger Conmachna of Connacht tribe, which traced their lineage all the way back to Queen Maeve. So you could say that Helen Reynolds is a descendant of that same queen, or so I like to think. At least she seemed to encounter the same jealousies that Queen Maeve so despised. Let me go on and explain further. You see, in 1880, Queen's University allowed women to study medicine within their walls for the first time. Helen Reynolds enrolled the very next year, but by 1882, the male students and some professors were making life very difficult for the women in their classes. These women complained to the authorities, but it was the women who were expelled from the university. Jealousy indeed. However, Helen and her classmates had their supporters among friends and the press, and it may have been this support that encouraged them to persist with their careers. Helen went on to finish her medical degree at an alternative college, and she later went on to practice as a doctor in British Columbia. Queen's University, by the way, did not reopen its medical degree to women again until 1943. So, Thanks to Helen and Tom Reynolds for sharing the facts around their ancestor, Dr. Helen Reynolds, a real pioneering woman. And not surprising for a descendant of the mighty Queen Maeve of Connacht. Sláin for now, Karina and Mike. Well, Karina, thanks for that. Isn't it 
Just amazing how many wonderful anecdotes, stories, histories just kind of come to us every day, really, at this point from our listeners and readers. And, you know, it's, it's such easy work in a way to get these inspiring stories and to connect them by reaching back into Irish history and noticing from the places and the surnames just what the connections might be. Well, that's the magic you bring to it, Mike. I think ah, well. you know that. that um, and how nice for the Reynolds as well to see that their past relations came from that area. Yeah, and absolutely. And you know, Reynolds—it's—it's it's a funny surname in a way because it's a very popular surname actually up there. And if you look at it first go, you think it's actually quite English or something. But of course, as you say, it comes from a Mac Ragnall. And in fact, Ragnall would have been one of those uh, Viking kind of surnames as well. So that gives us even just another lineage put in there as well, uh, alongside, I suppose, kind of the old, old Connacht lineage going back to Queen Maeve. Um, Do you think, Karina, and I don't know if it's fair to ask you this question, but looking at that and hearing um, that very specific story, do do you think a lot of Irish women has actually changed very much? I think one of the things that I would take from that story is that women... really now and then had to fight for what they wanted. And if they wanted to change something, it ended up being something they really had to go for. Whether you were a queen of the country or just forging your way in a new course. Um, I'm reminded of something I heard on the radio there the other day. This lady was talking about ages as she saw it. She was in her 50s. She was applying for a job and she said it wasn't just a glass ceiling she was encountering. It was a glass door to get into the room. So in some ways things, um, plus as they say, things have changed maybe a little but not a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it'll always take examples like that and stories like that to kind of help us realise what's possible as we go forward. But very inspiring, isn't it, really, to see yeah, that? Absolutely. And, you know, that's going to lead us on to the next letter, which I think is um, it features, again, as I said, uh, two ladies, in this particular case, two very strong ladies, um, both of whom we, um, I suppose, a lot of people would have heard of at this point. Uh, but it's said again, the key thing is they actually come from a similar part of the country as Queen Maeve and uh, Helen Reynolds, and that's from the actual province of Connacht. But in this case, we're going to go down to a very specific county, the county Mayo. So the letter is called The Two Graces of County Mayo. Cade Milifalja, and I hope you're doing well. What a lovely Sunday morning here in County Cork. I'm having a cup of delicious water from the well, back to basics, but I do hope you'll have a cup of whatever you fancy as you join me now. Let me start by asking you to do something. Close your eyes and think of Ireland. Let the images and sounds come wafting into your consciousness. Perhaps you're seeing green fields with stone walls, or blue sea beating off high cliffs and white sands. How about empty bogland stretching to the mountains across lonely small roads? Or maybe colourful villages containing lively pubs and the best musicians around? I'm sure you have many more sights and sounds to add to these few. Now I bring this up as we recently travelled to a county where you'll find all of the stories, pictures, history and scenery of Ireland within its border, and that is the County Mayo. Have you been to this county? Or maybe your ancestors came from Mayo. County Mayo. Karina and myself were in Mayo last weekend, driving a part of the new Wild Atlantic Way which is Europe's new longest and prettiest, we think, scenic drive. Now, while Mayo is the third largest county in Ireland, 
it's also one of the emptiest. Its population dropped from about 388,000 in 1841, that's just before the uh, Irish famine, to 110,000 around in 1991. Now that's a long, slow decline if you look at it there, down to about a third of what it was. And this is mostly due to emigration, of course. However, we're going to take this just a step further and put it in perspective. And let's see if I can get it right so early in the morning. First, in the USA, round about 37 million people identify themselves as being of Irish descent. Next, on our own surname list at here at Your Irish Heritage, where we have about 13,000 names, approximately 10% have ancestors that came from County Mayo originally. Now, this suggests by extension that roughly around 3.7 million of people of Irish descent in the USA alone would report County Mayo as being the county of origin for the ancestors, the Irish ancestors, in their family tree. Now that's a lot of people spread around the world from within the bounds of one small county. These are people with surnames like Walsh, Gallagher, Kelly, O'Malley, Moran, Duffy, McHale, Gibbons, Joyce, O'Connor, Conway, Higgins, Murphy, Burke, O'Reilly, Gardner, Durkin, O'Doherty and McHugh, which are all top surnames in Mayo in 1890. But, you know, this morning we're going to focus on the holders of just two of these names, Kelly and O'Malley. And we're going to focus on two of County Mayo's finest ladies, one became a queen and the other a princess. However, they both shared a single first name. The Two Graces of County Mayo In the year 1530, Grace O'Malley was born around the shores of Clue Bay in County Mayo. Her family took its name from the county, or rather country and tribe, of Imalia, and Grace was to become known as both the Queen of Imala and the Queen of Connacht during her lifetime. She was also later popularised as the Pirate Queen, now, there's so much I could write about this lady, her exploits and legends, but not in this short letter. In 1566, Grace O'Malley got married to Richard Burke. Now, the Burks were the overlords of the O'Malleys, and this, a second market marriage for Grace, was probably motivated by her ambition to grow her wealth and standing. Burke was the owner of a castle called Carrigahowley, which was located in a sheltered harbour very suitable for the hiding of pirate ships. Now, after one year of marriage, O'Malley and her followers locked themselves in Carrigaholy Castle and Grace called down to Burke, Richard Burke, I dismiss you. Now, these words had the effect of ending her marriage under Brehan law, but by the law, that particular law, she got to keep what was in her possession, including the castle and lands around it. Karina, will we try it? Well, no, that would make things very simple for a lot of people, wouldn't it, Mike? <laughs> Go on, say it to me and we'll see what no, happens. No, 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 I wouldn't. Are you afraid that it'll actually uh, have some standing today even? <laughs> I wouldn't like to test it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So uh, Grace went on to live for many more decades, based out of her new stronghold. She most likely died at Carrigaholy Castle about 1603 AD. Do you remember, Karina, we actually visited that castle? On a beautiful, very calm, sunny morning. Oh, it was unbelievable. What was it? It was like, it was in April time. And I, I imagine it certainly felt around 20 degrees. 
And the sun was just everywhere, wasn't it? Yes, it was, and such a calm place. And I don't think there was anybody else around that morning at all. Not another soul, absolutely and beautiful. I, I do remember the little story of there was a hole further up on the castle wall where seemingly she had her boats tied into that area. There, the 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 um, the rope from the boat went from the boat and into her castle and seemingly was supposed to be tied near her bed or something like that. So that's the way the story goes, that she knew if anybody was out there taking her boats. That's what a woman with her eye on the right thing or her toe or a bed or whatever it might have been. So five miles up the road, just five short miles up the road from Cargaholy Castle, near to the town of Newport, you'll find the, tra- excuse me, the townland of Jamurla. This was the birthplace of one John Peter Kelly, an unskilled labourer who left his birthplace and home in 1887 to emigrate to Philadelphia in the USA. On November 12, 1929, his granddaughter, Grace Patricia Kelly, was born. This is, of course, the beautiful movie star Grace Kelly, who between 1951 and 1956 went on to star in 11 Hollywood movies. Grace is equally famous for her marriage to Prince Rainier of Monaco, they were married on April the 19th, 1956, when she also assumed the title of Princess Grace of Monaco. Now, she visited Ireland and her home place in Jumorla, County Mayo, a number of times before her premature death in 1982. Can you imagine these two graces, near neighbours but across the centuries, sitting down in front of a fire at Cargaholy Castle, the Queen and Princess talking about their hopes and dreams, loves and families, each noticing the strong determination, iron will and ambition in the other. Now that would make a good movie. The Two Graces of County Mayo. Talk next week. Slam for now. Mike. Mike, that was really well, uh, neatly tied up there with The Two Graces. Very interesting twist from way back in history in the 1500s, right up to 1952. Isn't that true? Yeah. And I suppose a couple of things strike me as well about that, Karina. Um, You know, on the one hand, we have the story in the case of Grace Kelly going from, was it over three generations from unskilled labourer to princess? That's quite amazing. It's not fair elevation for you now, you know. That's that's the fairy tale, I guess. You could say only in America, but in a sense, you're going from, was it from Ireland to the USA to Hollywood (laughs) and uh, back to Monaco and so on. Well, she certainly made it there. And the second thing as well is the surname Kelly, because I don't know if you know this, but actually Kelly is the most numerous Irish surname, I think outside Ireland, actually, but certainly in the USA. Mm -hmm. And it's probably just down to very simply, um, I suppose, kind of people similar to Grace Kelly and her ancestors. They all came from the west of Ireland for the most part. Huge number from Mayo. And... um, you know, that's, they just ended up emigrating. So they ended up by very, very numerous uh, in places, in lots of locations across the USA. Here in Ireland, of course, we have the most numerous is uh, Murphy, which I suppose isn't far off in other countries as well. Mm-hmm. So lots and lots of different surnames there uh, from County Mayo. And um, I think that's probably going to be it for this week, is it? Those, uh, in this case, four strong women. Four strong women. Fantastic, Mike. Lovely. (laughs) That sounds like the seal of approval there. Okay, folks, so we're going to leave it there for this week. We do hope you enjoy the show. 
And um, we'll be back in just a few moments just to give you a few more pointers on where you can get uh, more information, uh, read the letters we referred to, and so on. But just for this week, it's Slav for myself, Mike. And Karina. Okay, so take care and we'll talk again next week. Okay, folks, I do hope you enjoyed that show. We certainly enjoyed uh, talking about those four uh, beautiful, strong women of Ireland. Now, uh, just a reminder that you can actually get the full show notes at youririshheritage.com slash episode 107. That's youririshheritage.com forward slash episode 107. And you can see links to the letters and a little bit more there as well. And now, please do join us next week because we know a lot of our readers and listeners are actually getting in the mood and starting to plan and getting prepared for a trip to Ireland. So we're going to look at that and ask you, is this your ideal trip to Ireland? And a little bit more about the places in Ireland that we especially recommend. So take care and we'll chat again next week.